Well, let's look at 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 12. First Thessalonians 3, verse 12. It says there, And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you. Verse 13, So that He may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all His saints. Read verse 12 again in that version. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you, so that He may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all His saints. Notice that said in verse 12, this is a prayer that you can pray. This is uh, the Apostle Paul praying. When you, when you see these prayers in the Word, in the word I, I encourage you, you know, these are something you can pray for each other. You can pray for yourself. And this is the Paul, Apostle Paul saying, may the Lord do this. That's a prayer. He's asking, well, you can pray these for yourself. In fact, we pray them for, for you guys and for people that we... Uh, are associated with and, and for our leaders. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love. That word abound, it means to be present in large numbers or in great quantity, to be prevalent. So the Apostle Paul's pray that the Lord would cause you to increase and to abound in love or to have an abundance of love for one another and to all. And we'll see this, but abound means overflow. It means to burst, to brim, to bulge. It means more than enough. When you're talking about abounding in love, that means you're overflowing in, in love. It means you have more than you want. It doesn't mean you're lacking in love. It doesn't mean you're scraping by. It doesn't mean you just, you have enough for the situation, but it took everything you had, and now you got to go home and take a break, because that was really taxing, and that used up all of my love. I'm done for the day. Don't talk to me. Or you might get a reaction that I don't like and you don't like, and now we just got another problem. That's not, that's not what this is saying. When it says abound in love, it's not talking about, oh, okay, I'll do it. That's not abounding. Look at, uh, in the Amplified, same verses, 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 12. May the Lord cause you to increase and excel and overflow in love to one another. Overflow. Well, there you go. If, you, if you're overflowing, you have more than enough, right? You know, anybody, you're pouring a drink and, you, you know, you mess up and it just pours all over. You go too much and now you got to do something to, you know, back it off or you got to, 
you got to clean up your spill or you got to pour some in the sink or something. Well, that's too much. You, you actually don't want that much. It's, it's too much in the, in the case of a drink. Well, here it's saying you have so much it's just overflowing. What's it talking about? In love for one another and for all people. So not just, ever, just not just you, not just me, not just, you know, people that you like real well. That's it. I can love them, but forget everybody else. It says, for all people, just as we also do for you, so that he may strengthen and establish your hearts without blame in holiness in the sight of our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. In the NLT, same verses, it says, May the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow. Can you increase in love? Yes, you can. That's just what it's saying. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, you're stuck with that amount of love. Good luck. That's not what he's saying. He's saying you're overflowing. For all, all people, may your, your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow just as our love for you overflows. May he, as a result, make your heart strong. Now we'll get into this more. But notice it says, may he, as a result, make your heart strong. So maybe you increase in love, and then as a result, make your heart strong, blameless, and holy as you stand before God our Father. When our Lord Jesus comes again with his holy people. You know, it says it different in the other, way, other uh, translations. May you abound in love so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness. So there's a connection there. We're going to, you know, the working title, subject to change, but working title for the series is Abounding in Love. Do you think we could use that yeah. at this point? I believe so. I believe this is the right time as we get into this abounding, overflowing, bulging, brimming, bursting with love for each other and for all people. And there's a lot to this. Let's look at Philippians 1, verse 9. We're just kind of, you know, we'll cover what we believe we need to cover tonight, but kind of flying over some things and then um, get into the uh, details. I'm more of a top-down type of person. You know, you can learn things by going bottom-up or top-down. I like to know kind of the summary before I know some of the details. Can you start giving me details? I wanna, I'll have questions about, well, what about this? Well, we're going to cover that. Yeah, but I don't know that that's coming. You know, I remember certain classes I would take. You start just drilling in. I start having questions, and and sometimes the way they're taught, you don't know what the big picture is until the end. That doesn't help me personally. I mean, some people can learn like that, and maybe there's some things that help you to learn. I'd like to just at least know kind of the different parts, and then let's, okay, now, all right, now let's fill this column in, let's fill this column in, let's, let's learn some details. So that's usually the way I think I end up teaching. Philippians 1 verse 9 says, In this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Same, same type of phrase. And this is actually, number. we're going to read another one, but this is actually, I'm not reading them all tonight, but there's a lot of places 
where it talks about your love abounding and overflowing. And this I pray that, that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to the fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and... Oh, did I change the... I changed the translation. Let me go back to the first one. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment in the New King James. Verse 10, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Now in the Amplified Classic, which I started reading. In this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight, that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment. So are we supposed to grow in love and in our ability to flow with love? We are. We're supposed to be increasing. 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 3 says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. Are we supposed to grow in faith? Yes. And the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. There it is again. Abounds toward each other. Not just a little bit. And it's not just towards the people that we know. We read in the first verse, to all. Yes, you want to love the people that are around you, and that's important. Sometimes we try to treat everybody else nice, and the people that are closest to us, you know, get the short end of the stick. It shouldn't be like that. We ought to love the people in our house and who are closest to us, but we have a love for everyone. So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. So we're supposed to abound in love. Let's look at 1 John 4, verse 7. Just, we're reading some verses and then we'll, we'll start uh, just laying down some verses before we make comments. You know, you want to have the, the Bible to stand on, not just start out with uh, a bunch of thoughts and, and then, uh, you know, just give your own opinion. We want to have the Bible to, to look at first. 1 John 4, verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another... For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So love is of God, God is love, and if you know God, then you have love. But if you don't know God, or it says here, if you do, do not love, you don't know, you don't know God. In other words, people that don't know God can't really love. So it shouldn't really be surprising when people don't act in love who don't know God. The Bible tells us that's the case. But sometimes we're like surprised. Well, it shouldn't be a surprise. We, we, if we know God, then we can love because love is of God and God is love. Verse 9, in this the love of God was manifested toward us. Uh, did I have the right thing? That, that God, okay, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. 
So in this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So love is of God, the Bible says that. But it also said, God is love. Love represents God in any situation. You know, somebody say, represent, you know, show up. If you are representing God, you are showing love. You representing God as a Christian, you bring love on the scene. You bring love into the situation. You bring love into a relationship. You, lead, you bring love on the job. God indwells the Christian. God, we'll read a scripture in a moment, but God indwells us. And God is love. And there is no limit to God. And there is no limit to love, because God is love. And so our love that we bring into a situation can increase as we flow with Him and learn to yield to Him in situations. In other words, as we... God is in us as a Christian. He's in us. So when we walk into a situation, He's in us. How much of Him shows up in that situation is dependent on us yielding to Him and learning how to flow with His love. It's not like He grows in love. He is infinite. How much we experience is based on how much we're going to flow with Him, how much we yield to Him. We have Him in us. We have the greater one in us. We have the love of God in us but we learn to flow with Him, that's how we increase in love. That's how we abound in love. And you can see readily, if you have God on the inside of you, and He's love, well, abounding in love is almost an understatement. I mean, if you bring God on the scene and you were yielding to Him fully, it, that's overflowing to the nth degree. In other words, you can't even handle how much love God could be through you because he's infinite. I mean, but we can, we can learn to yield more and more to where you are just flowing with him, and it's as if God is flowing into that situation, because he is, through you. We're his children. We're his children. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We read John 3, 16 familiar verse. But notice, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the love of God to the world. And we are, we've been talking about it on Sunday some, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. But we're in the world, God's in us, so love is in us and toward the world. Not just to Christians. Basically, if you're carrying around God in you, you have love toward everybody. 
We'll touch on that more in a minute. Romans 5, 5 says, Now love does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given, who was given to us. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The love of God has been poured out. Well, that's, that sounds like abounding. That sounds like overflow. The, the love of God has been poured out in us. You have the greater one on the inside of you. You have God on the inside of you. The, the love of God has been poured out, and now it's there. You couldn't say you don't have it. You have the love of God. I have the love of God. What we need to do is learn how to yield to it in any situation. In any situation, flowing with God is flowing with love. Being led by Him is being led by love because He is love. So if we're doing what He would tell you to do, it's always love. Now, getting ahead, we'll come back to this. That doesn't mean it looks ooey-gooey. That doesn't mean it accepts everything. That doesn't mean it condones everything any more than God Himself accepts everything, condones everything, just pats everybody in the back and says, well, oh, that's great, you know, you, you know, you're destroying your life and you're completely in sin, but that's okay, love you. No, that's not God. Did you hear me? People say, well, if I'm walking in love, I'm just going to put up with everything. No, that's not true. But you can walk in love. You can walk in love and, and flow with God in a situation and be, actually, you're not accepting something from somebody, but you can still do it in love. You're not berating them either. 1 John 4, 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. Well, who's in us? God. This is the same book that said, this, was, this is uh, 1 John 4, we just read in 1 John 3, uh, or actually it's, it's right after this, 1 John 4, verse 7, where it said God is love. So this is right before where we get to that it's saying God is love. It says, greater is he who is in you, and then it says, and he is love. That's the greater one, that's it. We quote that, and yes, he's there to help you. He's there to uh, give you strength, give you wisdom, give you direction, but God is love. And actually, all those things are a part of love anyway. Let's just read 1 Corinthians 13, and we'll dive into some of these things later. I know I'm just kind of flying over, but... I just want to give you, um, you know, a, a, a kind of a, a broad um, flyover. 1 Corinthians 13, 1. We're just going to read this chapter briefly, and then we're going to go on. Though, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, well, but have not God's mind in the situation, but not flowing with Him. I mean, if you're doing this, but you aren't, in love, then you're missing something. It's in not doing the way God would do it. I have become a sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. In other words, I could speak eloquently. I'm speaking in other tongues. I'm speaking the tongues of angels, but I don't have love. I've just become noise. You guys have all experienced this. Somebody could be talking eloquently, but they're not doing it in love, and you're just like, shut up. 
Just stop. Stop. Somebody could be talking not near as eloquently, but it's, it's love, and you're like, I can listen to that all day. Verse 2, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all faith, these are all good things, so that I could remove mountains, but I have not love, I'm nothing. He didn't just say, you know, you got a B, B plus. He said, you're nothing. Is that me? I don't think so. Verse 3, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So love is very important. Love is God. God. That is how God would do the situation. So you can do these things that look good, but it's not love. We've missed the fundamental principle in any situation by not walking in love then. It says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Again, we'll, we'll get into these things later, but we're just kind of flying over this. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. It means they're going to cease some point. Now, they haven't ceased yet. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. They haven't ceased yet. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Well, there's still knowledge. That hasn't vanished away. Some people will try to say, well, see, all these things have, have um, vanished away. Well, knowledge hasn't. So if that's not true, then the rest of it's not true. So that's not referring to where we are now. That's saying, you know, when, we, when we're in heaven, when the, this world realm has passed away, things are going to change. Verse 9, for we know in part and prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. Now... Abide, faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love is God. Now, I told us, and we're not going to get into it tonight, but all these things that love is, and, and we'll probably cover some of that, but love is not this weak, ooey-gooey, oh, I just love everybody. It's not a feeling. It is a person. God is love, and it is a choice, walking in love is a choice to yield to God in the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us, and it is a choice to yield to Him. Walking in love is a choice to yield to His person. And to yield to God that brings everything that he is on the scene. So what is his mind in the situation? Well, that's knowing him, what his word says. God is not led by feelings. God is not rude. God is not cruel. God is not tolerant of everything evil. The Bible says, I don't, I'm not going to turn to the verse, but we read it before, God hates evil. 
Some people think, well, if you love everything, you don't hate anything. No, if you love somebody, you will hate anything that will hurt them. So there, there is a place. If you're going to love the things of God, you're going to hate certain things. We see the world doesn't like that. Don't ever let people that are not Christians and don't know the Bible tell you what you're supposed to believe as a Christian. They'll say, well, you're just supposed to be tolerant and accepted. Said who? That's not what Jesus taught. Jesus said, you repent. The, uh, John the Baptist came and said, repent. Before Jesus is coming, he did not say just, you know, we're supposed to accept everybody and tolerate. No, we're supposed to get our hearts right, our heart right before God. And if somebody was on the right track, true love isn't going to let them go on that right track. If you love somebody and they're destroying their life, you don't let them do it. That's not love. Going, oh, well, it's okay. If that's what you believe, I mean, go. That's great. You're going to die in a year, but that's okay. Love you. That's not love. What if, they, if you shared with them the truth and they hated you? If it turned them around and they came around, that was worth it. That's love. Flowing with God in a situation is not rude, but it's not fake accepting either. Well, I just don't want to be confrontational, so I'll just, whatever. It's okay. I'm, I'm a Christian. I love everybody, so I'll just shut up. That's not God. Everything that Jesus did was love. And Jesus got in people's face at times. He overturned the money changers. That was love. He, taught, he called the Pharisees, you know, you are whitewashed graves. And that was love. And he went and dealt with the woman that was caught in adultery and said, I don't condemn you. Nobody else has condemned you. I don't condemn you. Go sin no more. That was love. Love is going to do what God would do in any situation. But love is not weak. It is not cowardly, but it's also not rude, and it's not presumptuous, it's not arrogant, it is not haughty, not I know more than you. It is flowing with the Lord. John 13, verse 31, let's just read this passage. It says, so then when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little longer, a little while longer. Jesus is going to leave. He's going to the cross. And these are some of the words that he starts speaking uh, when he's dealing with his disciples before he leaves. He says, You will seek me and... As I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, verse 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. Notice he said, as I've loved you, you love one another. Well, how is he loving them? He's God. God loving them, and that's the love that we love others with. He's saying, I've been the model. As I've loved you, well, what's he about to do? He's about to lay down his life for them. 
And he said, you love them like I love you. And then he says, verse 35, By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another, people are going to know you're my disciple. Not by your Bible knowledge. Not by your debating skills. Not by how you can put them in your, their place. Not even by your faith or the supernatural. Because we read in uh, 1 Corinthians, he said, even if you have certain things operating, if you're not walking in love, it's nothing. And that, that chapter is right between, 1 Corinthians 13 is right between 1 Corinthians 12, where he talks about the gifts of the Spirit, and 1 Corinthians 14, where he talks about uh, speaking in tongues and the operation of prophecy and the operation of tongues interpretations and some of the flow of services. 1 Corinthians 13 is right in the middle of all that saying, you got to do this in love. So even that, the Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion. We're supposed to be moved with compassion to help people and to flow with God. It is not, I know the truth, and so I'm going to set you straight. If we have that attitude, and it's not tempered with love, we're wrong. The Bible said so. We read it. It said just, you're nothing. And we need to know this more than ever. We need to know that it's not going to be our debating style. And not, well, sometimes we can get the, the attitude. And I've been guilty of it, uh, you know, in times past too. Where I'm a Christian, I know God. And, well, you're not, or these people aren't, and, well, we got to deal with them. But almost like you're separating it, like, well, I, I got this relationship and whatever. You're not in the family, and so we got to deal with it. But it's not a separate set of, of behavior. We're, we're supposed to walk in love. It's not these people, whoever you're dealing with, if they're not saved, God, through Jesus, died for them too. And we're a representation of that. We never shut off. And sometimes politically, we start thinking, well, I'm going to convince people politically or do you arguments. We're first of all a child of God, and we have to keep that in, in, in mind. You may talk to somebody about something, and you may be going over facts and figures, and that's fine. But is it tempered with love, and are you there to help the person, and first of all give a witness to the Lord Jesus Christ, or are you trying to shove something down somebody's throat, because that won't work. Have we figured that out yet? And people trying to, to argue back and forth. Does that mean you back off the truth? No. We ought to share the truth. We ought to stand up for what's right. We ought to be bold, but not rude. Did I lose somebody? Not arrogant. Not holier than thou either. We're going to be, we need to walk in love. The Bible said that people know us by our love, not by our knowledge. In fact, 1 Corinthians said, if you have all knowledge, but you don't have love, you're nothing. So we need to understand that's first. What would love, now what does love look like in different situations? You've got to be led by the Holy Spirit in, uh, with knowledge of the Word of God and know, because there may be somebody, their heart as a rock, and what they need 
is something to crack that, but you got to be led by God and His love will always be the right thing. If it's just you and your flesh saying, well, this person, I need to just hit them hard, you're, you're going to blow up the situation. Somebody else may be, if you hit them hard, you're going to crush them and it's not going to work. You need to be soft, but there's somebody else you think, if you're going to be soft there, that's going to blow it up because they're going to eat your lunch. They're going to, they're going to steamroll you. So how do you know? we got to walk in love. we got to flow with God. we got to flow with the Spirit of God in every situation. Well, there isn't a just a, you know, line-by-line line playbook for that in every situation. We have the Word of God, but it doesn't cover every situation in detail. In other words, say this, then say this, then say this, and if they say that, say this. But if they say this, say that. You can't, there's not going to be that. There is the Word of God tells us how to operate, but you're going to have to be led by the Spirit of God in every situation. You say, that sounds like responsibility. Well, don't be legalistic about it. But at the same time, we can't just go into autopilot all the time. Don't treat people like objects. Treat them like people that have a background, that have a past. Don't act like you know everything about them. Or I know, I mean, I've, I've done the same thing. We're all guilty of it. Not preaching at you. We're not preaching condemnation. We're saying we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us and it, His will is to minister to people. So when we, we need to be aware of that and then in every situation we flow with that. Well, that's going to take some discernment. And don't act like you already know their background because they fit into this mold and so I'll just run, you know, plan 22, play 22 on you. Yeah, but they may need 22E. Well, I know I've known 15 people like you. You're just like this. There's no person that's exactly the same as another. God knows that. He loves that person. He loves every person. He knows where they came from in complete detail. He knows what will minister to them. He knows what will make them run. So how do, we, how do we deal? Love, which is flowing with His Spirit, which is flowing with Him. Ephesians 4.15 says, But speaking the truth in love, that we may grow up into all things into Him who is the head Christ. Speaking the truth in love. Well, I just want to speak the truth. I'm just going to give them the truth, because this is the truth. They need to hear it. Yeah, but they need to hear it in love. No, they just need to hear it. Well, is that just... we got to be careful, because Satan is always there trying to bait you to get in the flesh, and then what may have been good, if it's not done in love, like we said, it just becomes noise, and people are like, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, shut up, go away. And if the same thing would have been said in love, they would have listened. Or, maybe they don't listen, but it was the right thing anyway, and they had a will, and they turned you off, but it wasn't because it was the wrong thing, it was because they had a free will, and they decided against it. But I'd rather, our goal is to, we want to flow with God. See, not everybody's going to listen to you. Not everybody's going to listen to me. Not everybody's going to listen to God. So why would they listen to you or me? If they're going to say no to him, who are we? But you want them to say no to God, not to your flesh or to your ideas or to your, you know, you're just going to let them have a piece of your mind. And so then they're saying no to that. But actually, they would have been open to God. What, if they're going to reject God, let them reject God. But 
let's, let's do our best to flow with Him. Well, we can come up in that. We can abound in that so much that we are flowing with God. We're overflowing with Him to where it's obvious that it's God. Now, some people may say, I don't want that, I don't want that. Well, that's, that's not your problem. But our goal is, in our desire, aspiration is, we want to come up in the love of God to where we're abounding. Every situ- abounding means, we, in every situation, we got more love. Now, all of us are working on it, but we can come up to where you don't get to where it says, oh, I don't have any more. Well, maybe we need to look on the inside more. Maybe we need to pray in tongues more. Maybe we need to read the Bible to where we're overflowing so that it doesn't get tapped out. So we can deal and we can be conduits of the love of God in every situation. We got plenty to share, plenty to dish. We, we can flow with Him in every situation so He can minister to people in every situation regardless of what's going on. What would Jesus do in that situation? That is what we're to do. And we're going to need to flow with Him to know that. And there are plenty of opportunities for us to do it. Amen? There is plenty of opportunity to walk in love. You're walking in love the strongest when you want to slap a person silly and you don't. And people think, well, that's, you know, I have to feel love. No, you got to decide to flow with God. Walking in love is being spiritual. It's not any of the other stuff we read. Walking in love is what's spiritual. It's not how much you know, not how much you can articulate it. It's not how much you flow in the gifts of the Spirit. You can flow in the gifts of the Spirit and be as carnal and not loving. That's exactly what it said. If you flow with the gift of the Spirit, you have the gift of faith, you have all these things, but you don't have love, it's just for nothing. We want to flow with Him. We can come up. Amen? Praise God.